another episode of Post Fades and She Stakes. Got episode 64. Really, really, uh, really getting up there. I know. Um, I know. I don't think we're going to make it past like five, but here we are. <clears throat> we have a, a lovely guest today. Everyone welcomes to Flurry. Round of applause. More proof that we will literally take anyone. If anyone is watching this thinking, oh, do I pull the trigger? Do I be a guest? Just know we'll take anyone. As I'm long as you bring the thunder honor, and have the pulse, that's all we need. You begged well, me to Floyd, come on here. Floyd, we're happy to have you. Honestly, <laughs> I, I needed some more. We, we, we're we missing out on some comedy. That's what I needed you here for. Comedy. Uh, I'm a good comedic relief. Oh, of course. <clears throat> With your nonsense, I'm, I'm expecting. I, I, I'm planning for it. I thought your your takes were the comedy relief, Sam. <laughs> I don't know. I, I give Stone Cold solid hot takes all oh. the time, anytime. Okay. My okay. dog may or may not bark for this entire podcast. <clears throat> It's all right, we've had plenty of animals as guests, so yeah, I deal with the you know Jurassic Park with Dakota all the time. It's true, I just I just know when the mute button comes on and all the animals start making noises, <laughs> I just have to ramble on a little bit longer. Yeah, that's your cue. Um, yeah, if any if anyone gets on me about rambling, just know that it, most of the time is because the animals are going off. Yeah, uh, real gotcha. quick before we get into the football, we did have a uh, championship crowned the other day, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. On the NBA mm-hmm. Finals, hell of a performance from Giannis. He uh, put up fifty points, and then the next day went to Chick Fil A and got a fifty-piece McNugget meal or Nuggets hey, meal, half lemonade, half Sprite too. And I can oh, confirm, yeah, yeah. delicious. Can confirm, delicious. <laughs> can confirm. Super refreshing. Are you start marketing that as the the Giannis drink? I well, I mean, if that video you know didn't go so viral, I would have made it my own. I would have named it after me. I just said I can't create the whole thing. No one would drink a, the Tim Juice. Just doesn't sound. It doesn't have a good ring to it. Tim juice <laughs> <laughs> sounds kind of catchy, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. Any thoughts on that before we get into the uh, running back rankings, which that'll be fun. But um, I mean, I got to say that was uh, the fifty-point performance to lock up the finals and the finals in general. He just dominated. Oh, yeah. uh, really, really impressive performance. I'll give you a hat tip to you because. You made the prediction from the conference final preview we did that the Bucks were going to win six somehow. I did. Um, I'm a genius. I feel like a moron because I thought I made the prediction. I went through all the time to find that clip and then just to find <laughs> out you were the one to do it. So I'm assuming since you made one of the more impressive predictions you've done since we started doing this, you're going to be full of nonsense today. You know, you know, living off that glory. But other than that you know fear the deer it was a good season nba's over finally we can now talk about ben simmons trade rumors but for another day so let's ben get into the trade rumors yeah <clears throat> but uh no yeah i think i think it was a good finals um like you said i mean it's not like to win in six games is not that outlandish to predict so i'm not like that uh big about it but it's nice to get something right you know every once in a while so yeah, I didn't watch a single second of the NBA Finals. Fair enough. Great insight. Well, like I said, yeah. we don't. We don't, the bar is not very high for these guests. The only game I watched this season was the one with you guys at the uh, Irish Horn. In oh yeah, that was the only. Oh, game. Yeah. that was the only <laughs> game I watched. Nice. Fair enough. You got to see the Sixers losing seven. So when everyone starts screaming nonsense and how much they hate the Sixers the all offseason, you'll be cued in because everything in Game Seven wrapped up all it. the hatred. You can understand. It, all righty. Well, um, I know this is your first time, Flory, so we always let the guests start. So, you know, 
we we been, we upgraded this year. We're we're outside the top ten. We're an honorable mention club now. So true. you got like two it. or three, uh, you know, one, two, three guys you, you didn't make your top ten that you want to give a little shout out to. Yeah. So I have three, two of them I don't really care about, and one that I'm going to go on about for quite a long time. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Does he look great in shorts? Does one of these guys look great in shorts? Why are you checking Man, them out in shorts? It's, that's it's the best. It's the best angle. I'm telling you. Oh, it's a short. Okay. First guy is Austin Eckler. All right. Okay. I just think he's very versatile. Um, last year, in only 10 games, he almost had 1,000 yards from scrimmage, 4.6 yards per carry. I just like what he can do with that offense. Um, you know, I would have put him in my top 10, but it, it, this was a tough list. I know you guys gave me a lot a of shit list. for uh, putting this off, but it was tough. So he just missed my top 10. Uh, I like Eckler. Yeah, he's like Alvin Kamara light, I'd say. You he's know a good player. Uh, yeah, very, very light, you know, but light. I like Eckler. He was in my consideration for my top 10. I, I did – he was right around my honorable mention border, but I, I like him. Yeah, I think he's going to be pretty solid uh, going forward. I agree. Yeah, me too. They make my honorable mentions, but I agree. Yeah, he was the borderline honorable mention for me. But, all right, who else you got in these honorables? Uh, Antonio Gibson and – I'm okay. biased because he was on my fantasy team last year. But oh, here we go. Here we go. The bias already being shown. Last year, 1,000 yards from scrimmage, 11 TDs, 4.7 yards per carry. Pretty good. In that Thanksgiving game, dude, mm-hmm. I just remember watching that. 115 yards, three TDs. I just think he's enough of coming back. I mean, he looked great. It was his rookie season, and he averaged 4.7 yards per carry. Um, oh, no, I think he's, he's only going to really go well. off. Yeah. He's a good uh, receiving back, too. I, I don't think he showed Absolutely. that enough as a rookie, but coming out of uh, Memphis, I believe it was, maybe I made that up, he like he was known for his receiving prowess. Like He ran routes in college. He was yeah. a wide receiver-esque uh, type running back in college. He ran out of the slot all the time. Oh, um, no, I agree. He's a guy – he didn't get my honorable or my top ten, but he's another guy I thought about, and I like his upside because I do like – that's that element he's waiting on. Like, you know he has it, and they didn't do anything with it. But right. I'm excited to see what happens. That was your two. two. Who's, the, who's the final uh, um, mystery man? And so I think you guys already know who this is. Nahi Harris. He hasn't played uh-huh. it down yet. But hasn't played down down yet. Okay. I thought he was going to make the listen, top listen. 10. <laughs> I so did I. He was my number one for a while, but I was oh, like, okay. I can't be too ridiculous. <laughs> This is, you know what? This is why he needed an extra week of stat building and everything. Because he's uh, like, you know what? Yeah, Najee Harris yeah. is still number one in my list. I need a whole another week to build up my top ten because Najee Harris can't be number one. No, you know what it At was? At that point, he, he was my had, one through ten. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably had ten players <laughs> for all Najee Harris. <laughs> we were it two was. hours out from doing the episode last week, and Fleury's like, damn it, all I have is Najee Harris listed ten times. I don't know you if I'm You gave me a 24-hour notice. Classic T-Mobile's last second. His hammered <laughs> ass all fucked. I forgot to invite Fleury. Classic. Regardless, Najee Harris. Alabama's all-time leader in TDs, and he beat out uh, Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram to get that title. Um, oh, 46 rushing go. TDs, all-time leader in yards. He averaged six yards a carry at Alabama. Alabama's just known for running backs. Um, I just have high faith in him, especially the Steelers. They're they're great at drafting. They have a great offensive organization or organization, great offense. Um, I don't know. I got high hopes for him. Fair enough. I mean, you know, when you're whipping out the college stats, we just know you're, you know, you're really scratching for something. Well, I got the Pop Warners, too. Oh, okay. Good good to hear. Good to hear. 
Uh, I mean, listen, I like Nigel Harris. He's a rookie. I'm not going to get too jacked up on him. Uh, the offensive line that we all know is going to suck next year for the Steelers. Oh, yeah, that thing. Look at him <laughs> shrugging up. Oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Their offensive line is completely different. You're right. But Pro Football Focus ranked their offensive line 31st last year. So how much worse can it get? It can only go up that's, from here, I think. That's, that's a good I, I mean, mean, it could be 32nd. So that is true. That is true. We can definitely get worse. We can definitely get worse, but hey, that's barely worse. I can't say I've ever revamped. I don't know a single team that has ever revamped the entire offense line with five new starters and ever went into the off season feeling optimistic about that offense line, but Hey, Najee Harris, right. You know, good stuff on it. Yeah. All right. Well, Dakota, we started with nonsense. Why not end it here? Let's, let's get some more nonsense. Give me your honorable mentions before I give you some cold, hard stone, cold facts. All right. Um, my first honorable mention is a Mr. Uh, Chris Carson of the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, okay. I had him, okay. I had him, I believe number 10 in my list last year. Um, and he just, okay. I've noticed some injury concerns and something we touched on last uh, time we did our running back rankings was his fumble itis issue. Yeah. Fum- likes yeah. to give away the ball a lot. So still a great running back. Just, needs to clean his game up a little bit and stay on the field. But um, and then David Montgomery, I think is a lot of people, him and AJ Dillon, a lot of people are high on. Um, I'm not quite there yet, but I think they're, they're, you know, both starting running backs, both good players. So uh, yeah. not, not AJ Dillon, um, Jonathan Taylor. I meant. Um, so those are those two. And then my final one, have to mention the boy, Mr. Miles Sanders. As much as I would have loved to put him in the top 10, I don't think he's shown enough consistency yet. Um, he's, you know, dropped some big catches. He's, you know, he's had his yep. fumble issues. He's had injury issues. Um, but I'm excited to see what this offense with a, a running quarterback, a lot more speed in the, in the wide receivers. Um, and just like get, get him the ball. That was always the problem in the Doug Peterson and even like the Andy Reid offenses was that the running back just rarely gets the ball or they're used as a receiver and then still not getting enough touches. So I like to see Miles get a lot more touches and then we can really get an idea of how talented he can be. But he's definitely there for the big play. Like he's one of the more exciting players in the league for sure. But fair enough. Uh, I'm actually glad because I, I was wondering if you were going to put him. And I listen, I bleed green. I would have ripped you if you put Sanders in the top 10. I wanted to, but I couldn't. So, I know. I, I knew you were thinking about it. I, I know I was. you well. I definitely was. So, uh, all right, let me get to my honorable mentions. I have two honorable mentions. One of them, Dakota actually already said. Um, so I'm on agreement with you. And if we're agreeing this early, then we, we're definitely in trouble. Um, so <laughs> my first runners up, or my first honorable mention is Chris Carson from Seattle. Okay. Um, like you said, you know, he has the fumbling problems. He did not have a great year this year. He was hurt. He played 12 yeah. games, only had 681 yards. Um, as, I mean, Dakota goes by off just nonsense for his rankings. I don't know what Flurry's going to do. He's a new wild card. But since you're new to the show, Flurry, let me just remind you, I have a system and a ranking procedure that I system do because I'm a shit. legit. <laughs> yeah, I I, I'm a handwriting, bro. It's probably a bunch of nonsense. Man. It is nonsense. Okay, but probably, but it makes sense. So uh, I, I factor in last year, next year, and if I started yeah, my team yeah, with you, just yeah. to remember, remind everyone from home. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean – I can't say uh, Carson's outlook is great. I mean, he's playing against Russell Wilson for right now, but Russell Wilson went out of his way to say his offense line sucks. And regardless of what Flory <laughs> says, that is very important for a running back. 
So uh, Carson is my normal, my first honorable mention, and my second honorable mention, which I think is actually going to get you guys in a little tizzy because I think that I had him in the top ten and I bumped him out. Um, I went with uh, John, um, Josh Jacobs from the Oakland Raiders. Oh, there you say Josh that. Jacobs of like. I think you were going to say uh, somebody else. <laughs> no, and you know what? This one hurt me because I really <laughs> wanted to put him in the top ten, and like he deserves it because. His two years in the league, he went over 1,000 yards each time. He's got 19 touchdowns in his first two years of his career. And this was a tight list. And you know what? Like I said, two of my ranking, you know, qualifications has to do with the future. And I'm not going to ignore the fact that the Raiders just gave away their entire offensive line. They had the be- one yeah. of the best offensive lines for his entire career so far. And then they just went and gave away three of their starters. So, um, that definitely played a factor. I'm not as high on his out on his outlook as I am with the other guys. And mostly it's the Raiders being dumb. That I think is going to hurt him is he's the only successful draft pick the Raiders have made since Gruden's got there. And they just gave away all of their offense linemen for a horrific cap situation. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, he's a great player, probably a top 10 talent from what he's done and uh, you know, where he's at now, but going forward, he bought, he knocked him out to number 11. So, uh, well, with that said, Flurry. Let's break the ice. Who do you got in a big old one one zero? All right. Well, speaking of Josh Jacobs, I have oh. him as my number 10. Talk about a and transition. Was, yeah, I know. That's pretty we're, good. We're good at those. It was between him and Austin Eckler. Uh, this list was tough, man. Like, I really have high hopes for Austin it Eckler was. this season, if, you know, if he can stay healthy. Um, but, yeah, Josh Jacobs, like you said, he's, he's powerful. He's explosive. Back-to-back 1,000-yard season, like T-Mole said, 19 touchdowns the last two seasons. The thing that concerned me is obviously the 3.9 yards per carry last season, but mm-hmm. I just he's very talented, man. I just – the eye test, I go by that a lot. He just looks good as a running back, and I have faith in John Gruden um, and Derek Carr, even though he hasn't lived up since the the – you know, borderline MVP season. Tim, Tim does not have yeah, Derek Carr. We're big. <laughs> you know, I, I just – I mean, where have they gone? What have the Raiders done? Like, they just middled and wasted all the draft picks that they were going to rebuild around Derek Carr. And they're Is nowhere. that on Derek Carr, though? No. But you know what? A, a good quarterback can make up for some of the issues that you're making. And he has. Mm. His best season, his borderline MVP season, which I'll give you, was a very good season. That team was loaded. You had Amari Cooper. You had a nice offensive line. Things were going his way. You had a good defense led by Khalil Mack. Things were going his way. Broke the leg. Has him in the same sense. Um, I have no issues with Jacobs at 10. Obviously, I already gave you my points. And I will say, you know, you're a first-time guest, but you're learning quickly. Whenever you, you know, reason reason with me and use some of the stuff that I've already said, you're already off to a hot start. Oh, man. I, I wish I didn't have to. I was dreading it the whole time I was saying it. I was like, I'm agreeing with team owner. Listen, I, I, I like Jacobs. I just think he's more like he's been behind a great offense line. He won't be anymore. His yards per carry is scary because I think he's another guy who gets a lot of yards because he gets a lot of carries. True. It does. Listen, I, I have no gripes at number 10 with Jacobs. No gripes at all. So, yeah, Koda, any gripes? No, no gripes. I will say, though, um, Derek Carr has to be the most mentioned player who's never made any of our lists to, to be on our – like, I think we, we talk about him every other, like, five episodes. <laughs> I don't know how. That's funny. Because you know what? Gruden, when he gave away, when he traded away Cooper and he traded away Mac, I yeah. stick by this. He should have done something with all those picks to get a new quarterback. And he didn't. He's out of draft capital. And here he is. Here he is. That I think the there, Raiders are going to be. There were rumors team. he was trying to move on from Derek Carr, wasn't he? When he first I, took over? For like the past five years. Yeah. 
I don't understand. You had all those draft picks. You could have got whoever you wanted in the draft. You could have traded up and gotten whoever you wanted. Why don't you want to build around your guy, especially if you're Gruden? But listen, we digress. We're doing running backs. Mm-hmm. Who's, your, who's number 10? So, uh, Tim, I am completely ready to listen to you complain about this player. Because here we go. What what are you saying? And I I took him off and I had him as an honorable mention. And I just looked at I was looking at his you know highlights again, and I'm just like, I, he's the talent is so good, and I think his team is gonna be a lot better. So okay. uh number 10, I have Mr. Joe Mixon. Well, uh hold mm-hmm. on, hold on, hold on. Let me mm-hmm. just cut you off for a second. I will let you get, you know, mm-hmm. Kanye West you real always, fast, but you always cut me off. I'm wait, wait, wait. I will let you finish this. Hold on. I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna say right now, number 10, I have Joe Mixon as well. What? Oh, no. Well, oh, go ahead. I, I hate this. But um, yeah, I mean his, you know, last year he only played six games, but the previous two seasons were both over a thousand yards, um, both over five touchdowns in each. Um, he's a workhorse, he's a beast yeah. when he gets the ball going. And for as bad as the Bengals offensive line is, because, I mean, they got him and Joe Burrow hurt. <laughs> but yeah. I think, you know, they added some good pieces on the line to make it a little stronger. And I, I just think that offense is going to be fast. Like, I know there's still some concerns with the line and protecting Burrow and giving him time. But, I mean, Jamar Chase and, and a healthy Mixon and Higgins. And I just – I think this – Bengals offense is going to surprise some people if they line can get it together. Um, but yeah, I, I just really like his game. Like he's just a really instinctive running back, like great feet, great, great footwork. Um, and I think I saw on PFF, they said he like, he only averaged, I think it was like 3.6 or 3.9 yards per carry last year, but three of those point yards was after contact. So he was only getting like, 0.9 yards before he was getting hit which is a yeah. testament to how bad the line was so i think he'll he'll have a bounce back year like i said i think cincinnati's primed to have a, a nice offense for once in a while but go ahead Tim. i uh, i actually i can't believe this is the one we agreed with i had two <laughs> i have two running backs in my top 10 who i thought were going to cause a stir this mm. being one of them okay and i'm not gonna lie i, I agree with everything you said um, I do think the offense is going to prove, obviously, with Burrow. And I, yeah. I think I, I thought um, uh, Jamar Chase was, you know, I, that's the guy who I wanted the Eagles to tra- draft oh, yeah. before they traded back. He's Absolutely. awesome. So I, I like that. Like Joe Burrow, Mixon, and Chase as your foundations for your offense, that is a strong group to build around. The offense line is the issue, but I'm a little more optimistic about the offense line. And I'll tell you why. Jonah Williams, first round pick two years ago, got hurt the rookie year. Mm-hmm. His rookie year pretty much was last year. He's going in a second year. He's going to continue to get better. They signed Riley Roof, who is a, probably the best offensive lineman on that, on that team already once he comes in. They drafted the, in the second round a guard from Clemson, Jackson Carmen. And here's the one thing, because when I was doing my research, and this didn't take me a week and a half like Flurry needed for his research. <laughs> in 2019, the Bengals fired their offensive line coach, Frank Pollock, and Joe Mixon was pissed, tweeting about everything. I they this, just yeah. hired, they hired him back this offseason as the Ooh. run game coordinator. Right. And I think things are set up for him. And I mentioned this when you were talking about uh, Eckler, Flurry. Mixon is a good receiving back. I don't think they've used him enough in it just because mm-hmm. they're no, just – you're right that, about that. Well, they're a horribly Bernard, run. Yeah, gone. well, now he's gone. Bernard's gone. Yeah. And um, 
Here's the other thing. When running backs get big contracts, that shows that they're highly looked after. He's already got the bag. They already gave him the four-year extension. And the Bengals are a piss-poor run organization. But even whenever any running back gets the bag like that, you know that they're looked pretty highly upon in the league. And, uh, I, you know, I don't want to repeat with what Dakota already said because I agree with a lot of what you said. I'm going to end it on this. I looked at his quote that Bill Belichick, the GOAT, said in uh, 2019 after the Patriots smacked the Bengals. And he was, Joe Mixon is a good one, too. He probably is the best back in the league. He runs so hard and is so hard to tackle. And I liked him coming out of college. I thought he was an incredible running back whose stock plummeted, obviously, because he had the uh, off-the-field issues. Yeah. But the guy's a stud. I, I think he, I think the Bengals are holding him back. I think the Bengals realized 100%. that. Well, that's why they extended him. Yeah. But, but I, I feel good. Like I, I like Chase. I like Burrow. I like Mixon. I like the improvements to the offensive line. I still don't think it's a very good offensive line, but I like the improvements. You brought the coach back. Yeah. I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, he still went for 1,000 yards, I think, twice already in his career. Yep. So, I mean, he's, he's not been a bum. So, yeah. I, but his was a lot of, he's a young guy. My nine and 10 are young guys. I'm very optimistic on, and he is a guy I'm optimistic on in the future. I think he's only going to get better. Okay. Yeah. He's um, his yards per carry aren't there, but you're right. His receiving stats, I think are going to go through the roof, especially with Joe Burrow there now. Oh yeah. And Jamar chase. It's going to take a lot of heat. That offense is going to fly. They should. Just, yeah, it's just, it's just the offensive line you worry about. That's yeah. that's the only issue. The guy's already putting up thousand yard seasons behind the worst offensive line of football. Imagine if he had a competent one. Yeah, if the Steelers were thirty first, the Bengals must have been thirty second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might yeah. have been. Might have yeah, been. <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that one. All right, number nine, Flurry, what you got? This is a guy I I was about to leave out of my top ten. Honestly. I don't like to hear that. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I only put him oh, in because oh, of the name. Oh, all right. That, Number nine. Okay. 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 I almost left him out. Here's the thing. I almost did I too. Know there's a lot of cowboy. Yeah. Well, that's it. Get, get into it. Get into it. Uh, there's a lot of excuses. Like the line was hurt. Prescott was hurt. You know, there's reasons why he has been doing as well. I mean, right. he didn't have, he had uh, 979 uh, rushing yards last season, four yards of carry. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't looked as good. And the thing is, a lot of times when running backs get a contract, I don't know what it is. Either the time they get it, they're already wearing down, or they just get complacent. You see it a lot. You saw it with, like, Todd Gurley. You get this big contract, and all of a sudden there's a drop. His yards after contact, since 2018, in 2018 it was 2.8 yards after contact, Mm -hmm. 2.3 in 2019 and 1.9 in 2020 that stat is so important because that's not really about the offensive line that's the running back that's all him right there and it's dropped the last three seasons i just don't think he's a top 10 running back even though i put him in my top 10 it's really just name only and i think the cowboys are going to be better this year yeah but i don't know guys i i have really big doubts about him and where he's going Maybe he could prove me wrong. Maybe we'll have a big season this year, but I don't know. I don't know about his this. This is a big year for him. And I had him as number two running back last year when he did his ranks. He's in my top 10, but he did have a big drop off. Yeah. I, uh, I do agree three last year, but. And I, I echo a lot of the same thoughts you've already made. I do put a lot more stock in the injuries that he had to deal with. You mentioned the yards after contact. Well, when your offensive line sucks and DNs and D tackles are, are the first guy contacting you, that's a little harder to get up. 
when your offensive line's awesome and the first guy contacting you is like a safety or, you know, a cornerback or maybe an outside linebacker, you know, that's a little easier to get out of. But no, I, I agree with you. He definitely fell on my, my list. I would have, he's definitely a top 10 running back. So I'm glad he made your list, but it's a make or break year with him without a doubt. I am not, not to get too much into it. This is a make or break year for him. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, contract wise too. I mean, you got Pollard oh, yeah. behind him who could definitely take the workload. So <clears throat> he's got to be a difference maker. Like he's getting paid to yeah. next year for everything, you know, so we don't, we don't forget, but number nine, Dakota, who do you got? Um, so my number nine is someone who Flurry already mentioned, uh, Mr. Josh Jacobs. Um, okay. I was kind of in the same boat as you, Tim, a little bit where it's like some things worry me, but just looking at, you know, what he's done and you know where he's going i know the raiders offensive line is going to be getting a lot worse this year presumably oh, a lot worse who they lost a lot worse like rodney Hudson. they just traded away their three best players on the yeah line. um but i still have faith in him i mean uh, apparently besides derrick henry and nick chubb he's broken the most amount of tackles in the past two seasons which is eh, nothing to sneeze at i mean it's very good yeah um yeah. he's a strong guy let me pull up his stats real quick i mean like to have a thousand yards in your first two seasons and he had 12 touchdowns last year. So he's the workhorse. Yeah. He, the offense really goes through him. Um, I, I expect him to be used a little bit more in the passing game now. Um, I mean, that's not really his forte, but you know, he's you think Kenyon Drake's going to be eaten into his workload though. Kendrick yeah. stinks. I, stinks. I, I think stinks. I think he'll eat the passing game workload, though. For I sure. thought he was a bum when he went to Carol put to the Cardinals. He proved that he was a bum, and now he's just going to the Raiders to be continued to be a bum. All right, I don't think I had Kenyon Drake in my top ten, but um, he did have he did finish top ten in rushing yards, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, um, no, I think I think that'll just change their philosophy a little bit. I think, well, like what you said, Kenyon Drake will definitely be the more like number one option in a running back passing game. But I think if they design plays for Kenny and Drake to get the ball out of the backfield in a passing situation, that Josh Jacobs will likely get more attempts for that as well. Um, just cause that's what their plans will be around. So I don't know. I, I kind of like that two headed group there. Kenny and Drake. I, I think a lot of people hate Kenny and Drake cause for fantasy purposes, he was super inconsistent, but mm -hmm. <laughs> he's a bum <laughs> but uh you no, definitely I, had him on your fantasy team too. <laughs> I, I like that backfield and i think i think jacobs is uh he's on his way to continued greatness so i uh, no no complaints on jacobs at nine i obviously i had him at like 11 so i can't really complain i think i think we all were thinking the same thing with him we had yeah. nine ten eleven we all had the same idea yeah mm -hmm. um so this one, and I'll, I'll warn you guys right now to buckle oh, in because this is the one I already know. Here we go. I know this is the one that's going to stir the pot. And honestly, I don't know why because I'm going to explain to you why it shouldn't. So first off, let me start with real quick. Okay. He had the third most rushing yards in the league last year. He had the sixth most, most rushing touchdowns by a running back last year. He averaged five yards per carry last year, oh, I know which, which was as good as, you know, guys we're going to talk about – soon dalvin cook alvin camaro he's a rookie last year playing behind what we are dakota last week talked about probably the best offensive line in football arguably the best offensive line in football mm -hmm. i have no reason to not think he's not going to skyrocket next year he's got a better quarterback the offense in general i'm really high on 
I can't possibly think of a reason why you have any gripes with Jonathan Taylor at number nine. The guy dominated last year, third in the league in rushing Preach. yards, sixth in touchdowns. I, I see Preach. his face. Sorry, I see Dakota with his face. When you mentioned him, you're like, oh, he was, I might have put him as my mention. I was like, oh, you're going to be pissed when you see him at number nine where he should have been. The guy, I like that, I like that too, more. Dude, we, we just ranted and raving about that Colts offense line. We did interior offense lineman last week after you blew us off because you needed an extra week of uh, research. <laughs> I saw it. I had Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson, two offense linemen from the Colts in my top ten. And Dakota, we didn't mention this, but I completely forgot. Eric Fisher is the left tackle for the Colts now. That's a if he's I mean, he's coming off an injury, but if he's him, he's solid. That's a good offensive line. I didn't even realize Taylor was the Colts. best center and the best guard in the NFL. Yeah, Taylor he's is so good. I know he took him a little bit to get going. He's struggling the early going, but he's a rookie. What else would you expect? He had 253 yards the last game of the season. That's the guy putting it together in his rookie season. I think we're going to see more of him. I mean, his even like the, but also what I love, and I was looking into this more and more because his receiving stats aren't terrible. But the thing is, Naeem Hines' receiving stats are awesome. They're a great backfield duo because I think Taylor's going to be a stud next year. And I think Naeem Hines is going to do his role where he catches the ball out of the backfield and just makes it a little bit more difficult to stack the box against Jonathan Taylor. And I'm, I think Wentz is going to do well with Frank Reich and in that offense. I think that Colts offense in general is going to be pretty good. And Jonathan Taylor, mark my words right now, even you, Dakota, I can already see you hating on your face. He will be a top five running back on these rankings when we do it next year. Just Ooh, wait. Wow. Just top wait. Five. Oh, gonna, you're sleeping. Gonna, you're aggressive with this. Top five? Because <laughs> like, I can already look it up. So I knew of all of them. No. I knew this was the one that he that was going to be the tough no, sell. Because he, he No, I'm not. I'm, go I'm ahead. Not against, I'm not against Jonathan Taylor in the in nine to ten to honorable mention range because I had him as an honorable mention, but. You said oh, he was third in rushing. Okay, that's this was a really weird year for running backs and rushing yards. He only oh, had. Oh, he was a rookie and he was third in the league in rushing. Don't give me weird. Third in the league in rushing doesn't mean anything. It's, he had a, a, a granted the eleven doesn't touchdowns. Doesn't mean anything. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Eleven touchdowns is Go impressive. Ahead. Only one fumble is very impressive. Five yards yeah. in attempt is very impressive, but he only he had like a thousand one hundred yards and that was best for third. Normally in an NFL season we see like. You know, there's always a 1600, 1500, 1400, 1300. It was a weird year for running stats. I'm not, I'm not, we saying... had a 2000 yard rusher. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're saying. The league, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry, the league is getting more pass happy. The fact that we still have 1100 yard rushers as a rookie is impressive. We had a 2000 yard rusher, a 1500 yard oh, rusher, now, and then oh, a thousand yard rusher. All right. Oh, my All right. You're, I, you just, you named every one of his stats that I just told you, you said impressive, impressive. The top three, you know, top three running back performance, he put at rushing yards. That's not impressive. Everything else say, is impressive, but that. I, I would say Jonathan Taylor is in the eight to 15 range for running backs. And I do not, I think he'll have a, a good year this coming up year. Uh, like you said, very good line. Um, yeah. But to say he'll be top five next year means that he'll be better than our current top five. And looking at my current top five, I don't see any way that that's happening unless one of these players just falls off. So all I'm saying is my 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 gripe with that of my top five last year, two of the guys fell out. So their moving does happen. And here's my other thing. And I'll end on this before we get to Flores number eight. My because my rankings have a system that you guys just whiplash, throw names around like it's nothing to do with anything. Last year, top three rushing yards and top six 
touchdowns. That's a top, that's a top five performance from last year. He's a rookie. Why would I not want to start my team with him? And his, he got a better quarterback. You could say the offense line improved depending on what you think of Eric Fisher and Sanzo. Sanzo was hurt most of the year. Fisher's coming off an injury. I think he's going to be better next year than he was last year. I, I just I, I thought nine was too low. I wanted to put him up higher, but I got some bigger names, which I thought would have been a tougher sell. But he's the top ton, ton run back right now, and he's going to be in the top five next year. I'll just say, and Flurry, uh, I, I think you would agree with me. I don't think I would ever want Tim to be my GM of a team. Oh, no. Not Every time I get fantasy advice from him, it blows up in my face. So <laughs> absolutely not. No, no, no. I do Flurry. agree with his Jonathan Taylor statement for sure. Thank you. There you go. Flurry asked for my fancy advice. I tell him he doesn't do it. He loses. And then what I, I do do him, it. And then I lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Tim, Tim, Tim changing the narrative. Tim, Tim's like, uh, if Tim was a musician, he would be a one hit wonder because he just loves players that give him one really good year. And he's like, that's all I need. That's all I need. You're in the. Oh, I, I can tell his bias in every player he says. Every player he hates is somebody that ruined his fantasy team, and every oh, player he loves yeah. is somebody probably. I'm just baffled. I, I have a reasoning and a system behind my rankings. I don't throw names at a dartboard and you know hope for the best. Tim, Tim just Google's top running back stats of 2020, and then says, you know, oh, he was third in rushing. Yeah. He should be top ten. Look, bro. Look, this is uh, this is Timo trying to figure out what movie to watch. This is his this is his brain at work, that bro. That's me thinking in a list. I, I'm a top ten drop, kind of guy. I should drop the mic right there. This is what we're working oh. with, man. That's I think people would look at me and realize this guy probably just makes a list of every decision he makes in his life, thinks out every opportunity, and has a reason behind it. I, that was a good reason, and it led to if a I, wonderful movie. If I showed this to a therapist, bro. I can have you sent away. <laughs> All right. Well, when you send it to the therapist, just let, name drop Postmates and cheesesteaks. You know, they might be interested. I will. I will. T- Tim, you know, Flurry and I, we grow our beards to help store all of our brain knowledge. It's, 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 oh, wow. you don't have yes, one. Yes, yes. You don't. You're not he doesn't get it. He doesn't no. get it. He, he just doesn't get it. All right. Well, you know, Dakota's <laughs> grasping at straws when he's bringing up the fact that he has a beard as an argument, a top 10 running back argument. So we'll move on. Flurry, what's I your I bring that up when I can every time I Exactly. What's your number eight, Flurry? Eight, I got Aaron Jones. Um, okay. For me, he's like one of those backs that's really good. He's just not quite great. But, but um, you know, 30 touchdowns the last two seasons. He looks great in Matt LaFleur's offense. Uh, he just last year, he had a 1,104 yards rushing, 11 total touchdowns, 5.5 yards per carry. Man, that's for a bust. He looks yep. really good. Yep. Um, with that offense, but he is somewhat a product of A-Rod, Devontae Adams, and Matt LaFleur. I think he just fits that system really well, and I think it was a good – I know people don't like to resign running backs, but I think that was a good sign. He just kind of fits that offense and what they like to do. Um, so, you know, I don't think he's great, but he's really good at what he does, and so I think he falls at number eight. I think that's part of him. So, uh, Dakota, I don't mean to skip you, but I usually do it anyway. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I agree. Flurry, Flurry understands how to be a successful guest. Bring the energy and listen to Tim. Because I also have Aaron Jones at number eight. So, You're I have no grudge. I went for yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I made, I made my week, my list for last Sunday when we were going to do this. See, I know your list was put together an hour before this. So, I know Five mine was ago. on. Yeah. Uh, I have, but I agree pretty much with everything you said. He's durable. He's played, you know, he's only missed two games last two years. You, you hit it on the nail. I mean, 
I know Aaron Rodgers is just huffing and puffing, but as far as I know, he's going to be the quarterback for the Packers next year. So I have no reason not to think Aaron Jones is going to be the, a stud next year as well. He's a touchdown machine. He's got 25 on the year, which is very or over the last two years, which is impressive. And uh, you know, listen, running back extensions are a good metric of where they are ranked in the league. You know, that, they made him a priority. They made him a priority to sign and keep him there. And I, he's good. I, I, last year we did these rankings. I had him a number nine. And like, I wasn't even thinking about putting him in my top 10. And I looked more into him. I thought more about it. And I was like, this guy is really good. And I went, came back and thought the same thing. I really wanted to put Jonathan Taylor ahead of him, but I was like, you know, he's been consistent. I I know. And I was hearing your, your voice in my head. (laughs) (laughs) So no, I, I couldn't agree with, with you more. I, he's dude, the last, so his four year career, three of those four years, he's a five and a half yards per attempt guy. The, the one year, 2018, he led the league with the yards per attempt. He was second, or no, I'm sorry, third among running backs with yards per attempt behind Dobbins, who didn't have enough rushes, and then a guy that will be on our list later for all three of us. So he's stud. I mean, the offense is great, but he helps a lot, and he's a big part of that. But um, so to kind of break up the the why speaking, give me something nonsensical at your number eight. Well, hold on, real quick. I, I didn't hear any negatives about Aaron Jones, and you had him at eight. But he's a top eight running back. That's pretty pretty good I don't, I don't have to bring them down at all okay. you wanted to hear some cons as well as the pros i thought we were hyping people up here we're doing a top 10 list not you know, oh, i'm not saying <laughs> That's I, true. I, okay Whatever. i i mean listen i if you want to hear my only negative with him is if i put him on a different team and this because i have my three metrics if i started my team with them i don't know if he's a top 10 running back if i started my team i think i can come up with top 10 running backs and jonathan taylor is a name absolutely i would i would draft if I was starting my team with him, but you know what? He does play for the Packers. He plays with Devontae Adams. He plays with Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure. not going to hold it against him that his team is really good. Cause you know what? He's also a part of that. He's a big part of that. He's the most consistent ground game. Aaron Rodgers has had in his entire tenure with the Green Bay Packers. Okay. So I, but yeah, if you're looking for one negative, which Dakota, Mr. You know, grumpy mumpy over there wants grumpy. something negatively spoken about them then fine. If I, if I was starting my team, I don't know if he'd be as successful on other teams that he is and where he is All now. Right. Right. Um, so my number eight, Flurry and I are uh, flipping back and forth here. I had uh, Ezekiel Elliott at number eight. Uh, I, uh, uh. I was doing my research, you know, like we said, two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people, I was surprised to see how many people took him out of their top 10 or like had him low and like, you know, ranking all 32 starting running backs and stuff like that. And I get it. And I like, I shit on Zeke last year when we did this rankings. Cause I was like, I had him at three because his offensive line is great. He has a good quarterback, good receivers around mm-hmm. him. Like it's a perfect scenario. Um, and then his offensive line got hurt and we saw him struggle. Still got a lot of yards, but he definitely had fumble problems. Um, he was getting nicked up wasn't the Zeke of old. Um, but you can't you can't take away the fact that his previous seasons were borderline phenomenal. Um, and yeah, led, led the league in rushing I, I couldn't, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I can't take him out just because of one bad season, which was like, it felt like a really bad season, but statistically it wasn't terrible. Like it wasn't that bad. But apparently um, the day of recording this episode is july 22nd apparently it's zeke's birthday um i will not be wishing him a happy birthday 
as an Eagles you're fan. Really putting the, you're really putting the uh, research in. I'm proud of he's you. A, he's, a, he's a fresh 26 years old. How does that feel that, no, he's younger than us? It's kind of gross. If I ran a 100-yard dash, I, I'd probably pull Hanny. That's, that's how <laughs> gross it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel um, But, yeah, like his stats, stats are still crazy. I mean, he's got 46 career touchdowns and 6,000 career yards. And so I – couldn't I couldn't take him off the list, but he's he's definitely at the back end. I I think Tony Pollard probably is going to start pushing for more time. Um, so I, I think Zeke's days as a Cowboy, I get I give it a max of two more seasons. But well, I mean he's he signed the six year extension last year. I don't think his number days are numbered at all. And I don't I don't think Tony Pollard's pushing the envelope at all. When you're giving this much money to Zeke, he plays regardless. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Dude, I mean, I he would just be traded or cut at that point, but I'll, I'll leave this because I I'm actually in the same boat as you guys with Zeke, but I'll hold it. I, I am getting to him, but yeah, I I'm th- I have the same thoughts as you guys. So number seven, for no, 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 no. I'm on opposite sides here, man. I don't think Zeke's good at all anymore. I, the only reason <laughs> I put him in my top ten is name brand, dude. I think he, he running backs are volatile, like you're saying. The top ten it changes drastically season to season. Yeah. Zeke had great couple first seasons. You're right. And what happens is you get run into the ground. That's what coaches do. They run running backs wheels off. That's why they don't get these big contracts usually. And when they do, you see what happens. Like Todd Gurley, the, the year he gets his contract is just terrible forever after that. Yeah. I just did. Zeke is just not, man. I think right, his right. days are almost <laughs> over. Hold on. All right. You know what? I'm skipping the order. I have to now. So my number seven oh, is Ezekiel Elliott. I had number seven oh, is Ezekiel man. Elliott. And you know what? I listen, I agree with what you guys are saying. And I, I you know, I he didn't have a good year last year. And I understand with what you're saying. I mean, I know the contract, you know, running backs decline. I get that. And he's had a ton of attempts. He's had over 300 attempts three of the five years he's been in the league, and I get that, and I do. But here's the thing. He led the, he's led. he been the rushing title winner twice already. He's gone for over 1,300 yards three times out of the five years in his career. And I know last year was bad, but let's be honest. Not only was his offensive line completely hurt, but Dak got hurt early. He was playing with Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert in the backfield. <laughs> Who? What? Find me a running back. Find me a running back that is going to succeed with a backup offensive line and Ben DiNucci as the quarterback. Ben. I, uh, my, I had Zeke at number two last year, and I was a little high on Zeke. And you know what? Zeke had a barrier, but I, I'm optimistic. I think Zeke is in a great situation. We just talked about Aaron Jones being in a great situation. If the Cowboys are healthy, you're looking at. Dak, borderline, top 10, a top 10 quarterback you want. They have a very good offensive line when healthy. And they have probably, you could make an argument, the best wide receiving core in football. So that team, I think, is going to do really well with him next year, assuming all the pieces are there. Now, my biggest thing, and I mentioned this last year we talked about, and this is the thing you can't really ignore because it's always followed him, and he had six more fumbles this year. Man, he, the guy continues to fumble the ball. He's, that's his biggest issue. And that's something that I don't care who your teammates are. I don't care who gets hurt. That is unexcusable. You need to hold on to the nail ball. But the guy's money. He's still a stud. And if I was starting my team over, and regardless of what team it is, that's a guy I build my team around. You talk about decline. The guy's 26. He just turned 26 today. Happy birthday. He's going to play. Todd Gurley's 26. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? That's a different case. Todd Gurley's knee is aged worse than, like, you know, a, a used car does. Devontae Ezekiel is like 26. What happened to him, too? You, you're, you're naming guys that don't matter. Ezekiel Elliott has exactly. missed 
Ezekiel Elliott has missed at most. He, at, the worst he's done is play 10 games a season. He's 15 games, 10 games, 15 games, 16 games, 15 games in his career. He doesn't show durability issues. The only issue he shows you is fumbling. I think last year was more of a product of the environment he was in, but he's still a stud. I think he's going to have a very good year this year. He is in a make or break year, and I agree with what you guys are saying with there. The pressure's on him. He's got to yeah. perform now. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't think any running back would have succeeded in the situation he was put in last year. Plus, you factor in that defense was so god-awful. The Cowboys were never running the ball. They were always losing so quickly. That's a good ben point. Denucci, yeah. Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Oh, Andy Dalton. The Red Rocket had to go out there slinging the ball all around. It was a tough year for him. He is a top-five running back. I get last year wasn't a top five running back year, but I'm not going to forget that this guy's still a stud. He almost went for a thousand yards last year. Like that, it, it, don't, you can't ignore that. He's still yeah. a bruiser. He's looked like the best running back his entire career. Yeah, he had a down year, whatever. But I'm still, I, I'm with you guys that he deserved to be pushed down. That's why I have him seven. Um, but I, he's, he's. I think he's going to have a very good year this year. I think he's in a good system. I think things are in a good spot for him. I'm expecting a bounce back. So we'll see. But I, yeah, I, I think I'm not going to kill the guy. I think off of rough that. year for the whole team. So I didn't mean to cut the line. So go ahead, Floyd. Give me your number yeah, seven. You, well, you guys, you guys have. Always do. You I'm always cut the line. But you guys wind me up. You get me oh. going. You're talking about Elliot. What am I supposed to do? Every time. Yeah, just blatantly interrupts. Yeah, changes the every time. Every time. I do. Well, you were talking about Elliot. What am I supposed to wait until the smoke settles yeah, and then get everyone rot up on Ezekiel? Yeah. I'm going to let the smoke settle on Ezekiel, then rile everyone up again when I do number seven. We say well, unfortunately, I have to feed T Moles' overinflated ego once more. But I John- love it. Jonathan Taylor is my number seven. Oh, God. Really? And you're, you said pretty much everything I, love it. I-, I was going to say. He can't- Towards the end of the season, man, he got it all together. That offensive line is fantastic. Yep. On December 13th against the Las Vegas Raiders, 20 yep. carries, 150 yards, 7.5 a clip for two yep. tutties. Yep. January 3rd against Jacksonville, 30 carries, 253 yards, 8.4 yards a clip, two tutties. I mean, dominate. That's amazing. It's fantastic. He's going to have Carson Wentz this year, Frank the Tank, you know, running the offense, five point yards a carry last well, year. Frank the fucking tank. I love 12, that. 12 total touchdowns last year. I just think, I think sky's the limit for this guy. You're saying the offensive line. I mean, they might have the best center and best guard duo. I mean, of all time. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Timos, you pretty much said everything I wanted to say. So. I, you know what? I can't I, believe you had him in the top up. 10 this high. I'm so happy. Because you know what? Know. Some. Sometimes I got to do episodes with only Dakota and he just gives me ridiculous nonsense. Like Jonathan Taylor didn't even make his honorable mention where David Montgomery made it. That's kind of ridiculous. That's out of his mind. You know what, Flurry, you can come back whenever you want. (laughs) Here's the other part, because I know Flurry loves college stats, as you mentioned with his boy, Najee Harris. He was 23 yards away from his freshman year, going over 2,000 yards every single year as a college athlete, which is wow. just unfucking heard of. Pretty He's the only one to do it twice. Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Wisconsin? Canson? I don't think I, I said it like I was disabled. I just said it like uh, it's normal. No, I said. Said, you got to say it like T-Pain. Wisconsin? Oh, okay, yeah. So just don't try to cover okay. up the fact that you were hating John Montana. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So let me just pull up yardage real quick. So, Jonathan Taylor had 1,169 yards. David Montgomery, who you just shit on as being irrelevant, has had 1,070 yards. 
Was that less than Jonathan Eight Taylor? touchdowns. That's I'm pretty sorry. identical. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Were both those numbers less than Jonathan Taylor? What was his yards per carry? That's more important. That's a good question. 4.3, but. Oh, oh, nowhere near. Oh, okay. Ah, so all of his numbers you brought up are not even close to Jonathan Taylor. And yet, he didn't even make your honorable mention. He was barely 100 yards under what he rushed for. Yeah, what would what, you say about the touchdowns again? Because Jonathan Taylor had 11 of those. Uh, Dave Montgomery had eight. Oh, and he cute. only played in 15 so. games, just like Jonathan Taylor. I don't think that helped your argument. And only had one fumble. Again, I don't think this is helping your argument. I think you're making yourself look more foolish than you normally do. Is I'm glad that we got it again. What, wait, what's the beef with Jonathan Taylor, man? Why do you why do you? He just him? randomly picks no, no, no. players that deserve no, 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 no. to be in the top 10 and just crushes them it's not, for whatever it's not reason. A, I don't know. It's not a beef. I like Jonathan Taylor. But every time no, Tim, he, do you? Tim, Tim takes a player and he just makes them seem like they are like the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> And I'm he just like, because <laughs> he's like, John Taylor's going to be a top five running back uh, next year. Like, he's going to take top five over who? Derrick Henry, McCaffrey, and Chubb, and all these players? Like, no. Like, pump the well, brakes. I think I he'll his, be a top 10 next year, but I'm I had not, a particularly fall out of my top 10, top five I'm last not, year. Just saying. I'm not grinding on his ass already. Like, you, you all Bro, the way up in that. It's his fantasy team. It's his fantasy team. Probably. That's what you drives have, his opinion. Hold on, hold on. Did you have Jonathan Taylor on your fantasy team last year? I didn't. I would have won if I did. I don't understand uh, why Flurry's now on your side. He was. He agreed with me. He even had him higher. Yeah, but I felt passion in his. You. You were just trying to like start a fire. You, you just didn't. Start a, I just spit facts. That's all I do. I don't. I don't know if the facts or I just numbers. I, I just, the fact that you Dave Montgomery in your honorable mentions over Jonathan Taylor. So where did you have Jonathan Taylor? Like top fifteen? Are you out of your mind? He was honorable mentions. I probably would have had him. So I had. Let's see. I probably had Chris Carson at eleven. Sanders at 12, and I would have had Jonathan Taylor. So uh, me and Flurry have given you numerous reasons and stats why he's a top 10 running back. <laughs> you haven't given me one actual reasonable excuse why he's not even in your top 13. Rookie. Oh, okay. That's that's Dakota for you. Doesn't matter how it, – it's just – if you're young, it doesn't matter. You suck. Dakota, man, that was a little Hold weak. Man. Yeah, that's Come a lot. This now. is what I do with every week. Come on now. Tim, so I look at rookies as exceeding in their first year as impressive. He looks at it as a detriment. Sure, <laughs> sure. Tim, uh, slight preview for when we do wide receivers. Uh, I think with Philly, perhaps. I don't remember who the guest is. Would Justin Jefferson be in your top 10? He was a rookie. Uh, listen, we're doing running backs right now, but I haven't thought that head yet. He's definitely – I'm definitely going to consider him for top 10. I think sure. he'd be a moron not to. I would, I, I'll definitely consider him. He might be a nominee, might make top 10, but he was going to be in that range of nominee, back end, top 10, not this – he's going to be top five running back. Like, that's all I'm saying is just pump the brakes. You're a little, little – what if Jonathan Taylor doesn't even – you know, what if he's splitting roles with the other two running backs? Because they like to rotate a lot. And I think – yeah. I'm pretty sure they had injuries at running back last year. That's why Jonathan Taylor got the ball so much. Well, Marlon Mack got hurt. What's yeah. his deal? I, I, honestly, I, I didn't even look that his up. Deal? He, he's the backup to Jonathan That's Taylor. Deal. That's yeah, his yeah. deal. Didn't he tear his Achilles? Somebody asked yeah. him what his deal is. <laughs> yeah, It's backing off Jonathan Taylor. Someone tweeted him. Hey, Dakota, you go ahead and tweet him. Just tell him, be like, yo, Jonathan Taylor sucks. I still believe in you. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, wow. Tim, don't you really abide by PFF? They had Jonathan Taylor ranked 16th coming into this year. 16th? 
Listen, so we they keep mentioning talking about they, we we keep talking about this. Dakota keeps referencing other lists that he finds on the internet. But here's the thing: I don't use those lists. I have my own list. My list is so cold solid. I would yell, <laughs> I'd yell at the CEO of PFF that he has no idea what he's talking about. I'm that confident <laughs> in my list. Just because like you don't believe, just because yeah. you don't believe in your list, and you go scour through the dark web and the little darkest corner that's of the internet to find someone that relates to you, does not mean that I do the same thing. Love your energy. He says, this is what I do. He just riles me up. And I'm finally, I'm glad that I have another logical person <laughs> here with me. A logical person who actually had Jonathan Taylor ranked higher. Yeah. I did. I, Look, you know I, what? Hats off to I, you, Florian. I, I, lo- I, I love that. I love, because I knew he was going to be stirred when I put him see, at eight. And you had the, him at seven. Love it. The, the good thing with this list is that any of these players mentioned are usually very good players. So Jonathan Taylor is a very good young player. I'm sure he'll develop into being a really good starter. I'm just saying, I don't, I just couldn't justify seven or eight after one rookie season that was pretty good. Not the best rookie scene I've ever seen, but leads into my number seven. Uh, Here we go. Running back on Reagan, who actually had a much better rookie year than Mr. Jonathan Taylor and actually was 2018 AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mr. Saquon Barkley. Oh. Oh, mm. Uh, mm. I see. Okay. Mm. All right. Coming off so an injury. Saquon at number seven. Okay. Mm. Coming off an injury. So I had to bring him back a little bit. I think I had him at two last year because, you know, okay. got to know what that knee's doing. Um, yeah, of course. But obviously he is a uh, demon at running back. He had 2,000 yards from scrimmage his rookie year. 2,000. Oh, yes. 2,000. Okay. And then second year wasn't as productive, but. 1,000 rushing yards, 1,400 total yards from scrimmage. And obviously last year he only played in two games. So last year was pretty much a wash. But, um, yeah, I had, I had to drop him quite a bit just because of that injury. Like, I mean, we've seen players like Adrian Peterson come back better than ever from an ACL. Um, yeah. But, you know, time will tell if he's able to do that. They have a decent backup, you know, behind him. So if he's – not ready to start week one or if he's still a little you know rehabbing um you know they're not too pressed to start him right away but i mean i'm rooting for i mean penn state alum i think he's from he's from new york but he did go to school in pa i forget what high school it was um but you know even though he's a giant root for his success so i got saquon at number seven I, uh, I agree with pretty much mostly what you said, besides the part where you're like, oh, yeah, the Jets have a solid backup if he wants to wait. No, Saquon Barley is that offense. I couldn't even tell you who the backups of the Giants Wayne running Gallman. back is. Okay, thank you for answering that for me. Yeah, the, Saquon <laughs> Barkley is that offense. If he's not good, they're in trouble. I don't I don't want to hear Wayne Gallman's name, but we digress. I know Wayne I got it. all right. He's all right. Is a, yeah, he's that's like a, a generous. Yeah. Nine yards per carry kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Wayne exactly. Gallman, I mean, I'm not trying to hype up the Giants here because that's not what we do. But Wayne Gallman had 4.6 yards per carry, almost 700 yards, six touchdowns. He's, he's not terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I can't believe I listened to this guy hate on Jonathan Taylor, but I have to listen to him argue for Wayne Gallman. Like, wait, wait, no, do you no, have I'm, any he's, sense? He's not even top 20. I'm just saying he's he can you can plug and play him for a couple of games. You're putting a strong argument into Wayne Gallman than you are Jonathan Taylor. But right, I will well. say Saquon's injuries are a concern, though. Um, it is a concern, yeah. Not only the torn ACL, but 
uh, I think it was his ankle in 2019. He missed a couple games, and that's why he didn't get as many yards. Well, yeah, he um, also healed from the sprained ankle more oh, faster than any point. human he, does. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a high ankle sprain. That's right. Yeah. It he was just, you know. Second year, he was hurt. Caught. He played 13 games and had more yards than Jonathan Taylor from scrimmage. That's crazy. Oh, Snakewell oh, Bark is a freaking nature. What do you want from <laughs> yeah. that guy, man? Yeah. Come yeah. on. I'm, Listen, I'm, I have Barkley ranked, ranked higher than Jonathan Taylor. I don't see why that's probably Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so obviously I went off on my tangent at number seven, so we'll get back in order. So we'll go back to Flurry. Flurry, you're number six. All right. So six and five, I went back and forth with, but for number six, I went Nick Chubb. Okay. All right. Biggest thing is injuries. That's the biggest thing holding him back. He looks phenomenal. He looks so good running the ball. Um, and it's funny because his tandem with Hunt is kind of like his Georgia tandem with Michelle. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Good point. Good but point. last year, yeah, he. I think he played like 10 or 11 games. I forget. 1,067 rushing yards, 12 TDs, 5.6 yards per carry. That is ridiculous, man. That's so good. That's like Jamal Charles in his prime type of That nation. is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's he's, – he's more powerful and more, you know, rugged than Jamal Charles too. He looks amazing. Um, obviously, like I said, injuries hold him back. And Kareem Hunt, you know, eats into his workload a little bit. But – I hate to say it, but the Browns, they look like they're poised to have a big season. Oh, yeah. As a Steelers fan, I don't want to say that, but I think Nick Chubb's going to be a big part of that, too. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I I, I like Nick Chubb. I have him on my list. I'll get to him, but I like Nick Chubb a lot. He's he's in a great system. Best offensive line of football. And like you said, the Sonny Michelle point was actually hit the the nail right on the head that he has a perfect compliment, Kareem Hunt. Perfect compliment. They're deadly. I actually consider Kareem Hunt for my top 10 in my own mentions. He didn't make it, but I guy's good. He's really good. Yeah. I also considered Kareem Hunt as an honorable mention. Like, yeah, I, I forget what game it was, but I watched one of the Browns games this past season where they must have ran for like 300 yards. And it was so like entertaining to watch them play bully ball, like just like run it down people's throats. Like they were running like first, second, and third down, just running the ball. Like Baker wasn't even taking a step back. Like they're that that duo is one of the best duos I've watched at running back since I've watched football. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I also have Chubb a little higher, but I think you made uh, good points. And he, he's also a freak of nature. Like, he's just built different. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Scary, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, now it would be my number six, who someone you both mentioned that I think was a little – little low but i have aaron jones here at six um i i agree with the sentiment that he wouldn't be as good on a different team but i feel like that's true for a lot of running backs on this list like i don't think zeke would be as good if he was on the Bengals or you know a team with not a strong offense um I, I think, think Zeke would survive on any team in the league better than Aaron Jones would, though. Yeah, but what makes you say that? Because I think Zeke's a better running back overall than Aaron Jones is. I think, yeah, I think Zeke's a better pure running back than Aaron Jones, too. But no matter how good, like, the people around Aaron Jones is, like, he still puts up really good, like, really strong numbers. Like, I agree. 16 touchdowns two years ago, nine touchdowns last year. He had almost 1,500 yards from scrimmage. Uh, only two fumbles. Uh, he was averaging, let's see, 5.5 yards per carry. 
So that's pretty damn good. It's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. That's, I, I that's think, solid. I think he's in that back half of the top 10 for sure. I don't think he's a top five, but I think six, seven is, is his range based on the other. I mean, you, have, you have him at number six. That's pretty close to the top five. Yeah. But I think, I think the players I have at five to one are like elite level one and six to like seven, eight are like really, really good players. Listen, I have no issue. I'm, you're a little bit more optimistic than I am, but I'm just kind of curious here. When I said Aaron Jones, you, you made me mention a negative about him. It made me think that you had him ranked lower. You had him ranked higher than I did, and you wanted me intentionally to go to my way to diss this guy when you had him ranked better than I did? <laughs> no, because yes, because you you said all these great things and then have it like number eight. And I was like, why isn't he not higher if he's so I great? Have be- I have better great things for other guys. I don't know. I don't, nah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Jonathan know. Taylor should have been in this spot, but we move on. So oh, don't make me throw number me. number six for me. Uh, a guy that was already mentioned. Um, I think Flurry actually had him at number seven. A guy who I'm surprised Dakota even mentioned because he had an incredible rookie season, but he's kind of fallen off since then. And you know, fallen off. He's been on a terrible franchise, and he got hurt last year and hasn't played. But He's still he's still a top five talent for this position without a doubt. And if I started my team, he's pretty near the top of the list. I'm not very – I mean, I'm worried about his next year. If he's healthy, he's going to be a stud. I think the Giants are better than they've ever been his entire career this year. Kenny Galladay is a good pickup, and then the offensive line's improved. I think Daniel Jones has to be good this year. Otherwise, he's out. Um, so – but – his week one status is in doubt, so it makes me a little cautious about his 2021 season, but he's still a town. He's still a top five running back. I have just out of the top five. So my number six is Saquon Barkley. Okay. The guy is an elite, elite talent. When you just say, let me build a running back, it's Saquon Barkley, or it's something very similar to Saquon Barkley. But going with that, yeah, Saquon Barkley is a stud. I think we're going to see more rookie year Saquon than, I, than we're going to see from the last two years. We talked about the high ankle sprain. You know, he only missed three games his second year. He just recovers from a high ankle sprain quicker than anyone else. Christian McCaffrey pretty much missed an entire season from a high ankle sprain. So I think he's durable. His knees, it's a big injury. He took the torn ACL to your MCL. Obviously, he has his week one in question. Mm-hmm. But this guy is, he's hes probably one or two if you're starting your team right now want to run it back. He is what your elite running back is. He showed being an elite running back his rookie year. Um, and his team has been booty, but I think that they're better now than they ever have his entire career. So I think the future, as long as he's healthy, looks pretty good for him. So I, I could not put him any lower than six, and that's where I had him. I'm actually surprised. I respect that. I'm surprised you had him higher than me because I, I was very high on him last year, and you, I think I had him at two. You had him at three last year. I uh, did have him at three, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, no, I, it's all it's all definitely warranted. Um it's kind of sucks that the Eagles have to play against two top 10 running backs. And then Antonio Gibson, who's was our, one of our honorable mentions. So I do like the, yeah, no, I, I like that pick by Fleury. I do think, I mean, I hate to say it, but I do think he's going to be pretty good because yeah. the receiving element is something that the league hasn't seen yet. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's get right into the good stuff. Top five. And honestly, five. I think we're all going to have very similar names. I'm curious to see what order it, we got. Yeah, it's in. Now, I've, I've heard names that, Absolutely. All my top five, except for one, haven't been mentioned yet. So, yeah, only one of my top fives mentioned. There's one wild card that I'm curious to see where you guys have them. 
And I, I think we all know who he was because he was your unanimous number one last year, but he also didn't play this year. But I'm uh, curious yeah. to see where he's at. He's I the think, wild card. Oh, look, you're wearing his jersey. Yeah, I, 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 want, I just want to say if, if we don't all have the same number one, it's got to be the most disrespectful thing we've ever done on this podcast. Oh, uh, I, I think we all know it's good for number one. Well, listen, I, I, I never want to get ahead of myself with some of your rankings you put out there, Dakota. So, yeah, we I, should I, all agree on this one, but I'm not putting that. All right. But, all right, let's break Larry, the top five. Break the seal. Let's go. Well, Larry, uh, bat off for us. Lead off hitter number five. Well, leading right off of Saquon Barkley. I got him at number oh, five. Oh, nice. um, no, great. Seven, six, five. Him. I like it. Yeah, it was five and six. It was him and Shove that was debating which one was going to be in the top five. I went with Barkley. We already discussed. The guy is like a genetic freak. He's like an alien. Like, he recovered yeah. from a high ankle sprain in like two weeks. It was crazy. But um, the ACL is concerning, but recovery methods are – they're so good these days. Um, and what happens is they give you like a, a cadaver, like an Achilles tendon, and that's something like six times stronger than a normal ACL. Hmm. Um, or they'll use like your own patella sometimes either way the recovery methods are phenomenal uh these days it, you know even better than when adrian peterson came back and he had i think he was like nine yards short of breaking the single season rushing record the next year yep. after yep. his acl tear so i the injuries are concerning but i think he's going to bounce back and like you're saying he seems durable i mean recovering that fast from a high ankle sprain he seems durable so i have faith he looks like a, a freak out there it just oh, yeah. i'm all about the eye test he just yeah. looks like barry oh, yeah. sanders but even more muscular you know what i mean like his running quads back. are bigger than my yeah. torso this quads man let's just talk about the quads for a couple minutes it's yeah ridiculous. Uh-huh. so i this is pretty much all i have to say about him he, he's an yeah. athletic freak and i think he's gonna bounce back yeah i think we all hit on all the good points for him it's like like flurry was we had a little bit of a kinesiology lesson here talking about tendons and ligaments. Oh, look and at stuff. that. Not bad. Yeah. I like that. That's not different yeah. at all, man. You know, I didn't think the word cadaver was going to be brought up in the top 10 running back discussion, <laughs> but I'm glad it was. You never know. I'm, I, I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any arguments with that. Um, I did want to put him higher, and then I just felt more comfortable with the uh, players I had ahead. Um, and I kind of have a feeling Tim and I have the same number five, but uh, number five, I had – the starter of the Browns two-headed monster, Mr. Nick Chubb. You know what? We great minds do think alike. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of I'll surprised Flurry had him uh, a little farther back, but um, I mean, he's a demon. Like he's, yeah, uh, he's scary. Like he's he's such a strong. Like five point six yards per carry last year. He only played in twelve games and still had twelve touchdowns, <laughs> over a thousand yeah. yards. He's like the fact that him and Hunt split a lot of carries and he still is just running people over, racking up the yards, racking up the touchdowns. And um, I mean, he's not much of a receiving threat. He only had 150 receiving yards last year, but that's not what his game is. His game is old. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have to be. I'm going to run you over, get out of the way, freight train running back. So, yeah, I don't know. Tim, I'll let you kind of go into anything else, but yeah, he's. He he's top five in my book. So, I uh, yeah, I mean, I, my number five is Chubb as well. I was in the same boat as Flurry though. I I was stuck between Barkley and Chubb, and I just it, it would have been disrespectful to Chubb to put a guy who didn't even play last year. I agree. Um, or played two games or whatever, and then like you're looking at Chubb, man. Like last year was pretty solid, 
but then you look at two years ago, he ran for like 1500 yards. Yep. His entire career is three year career. He's never had less than five yards per carry. He's on five, two, five and five, six this year. Yep. Like that's nuts. He was four years off, four yards off his rookie year from going over a thousand every single year. He's just a dynamite athlete and he's such a problem in the running. You can't stop him. He's a train. He's got such explosion. He gets in the end zone. He had 12 touchdowns this year. He's never had less than eight touchdowns his entire career in a season. I know, Floyd, you mentioned the, the injury concern, but he was 16 games the first two years each, and then he played 12 this year. I mean, sure, you know, a little nicked up there and there, but that this is back to what we could say with Saquon Barkley. You look at this guy. He's a running back. He is a tank. Yeah. He's explosive. He looks like you watch him. And you know how they do the next-gen stats with you know, the, all the good stuff, the speed and the breakaway and the nonsense. And you're watching this, I'm like, oh, they, oh, he's going 22 miles per hour. He looks like he's jogging. Like, he's just so Crazy. much faster. He's jogging. It looks like he's jogging. He's just out racing every single player on the defense. There's no reason not to suspect that he's going to continue dominating. We, we already mentioned this last week where he, he's playing behind the best offensive line of football. He's got a great two-headed monster set up with Kareem Hunt. Who, like I said with John Taylor and Naeem Hines, Kareem Hunt does the stuff really well that Nick Chubb isn't great at but doesn't really need to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chubb is awesome. He's a top five running back who I think is going to continue to get better. Next year, I know our number one who I think we're all going to have, uh, we expect to win the rushing title pretty much every year he laces up. Chubb's going to come for that rushing title, and I think he's in a good spot to win the rushing title next year. So, yeah. um, that's what I got on him. The guy's awesome. So, um, number four, Flory, what do you got? Number four, I got Dalvin Cook. Oh, okay. I wanted to put him higher, honestly, but I didn't. Um, he, he's an immense talent, but not only that, the offensive line, yeah, uh, pro football focus ranks as the most improved unit after the draft. They got those two, uh, they got that tackle, uh, the Virginia Tech in the first, Darisol. and then uh, the guard out of Ohio State in the third. Yeah, uh, Darisol is a tackle and then davis is the guard i just think you know last year 1500 yards 17 touchdowns five yards of carry he's he's elite man he, he yeah. is the upper echelon tier of running back you know i think he's gonna have another great year he's shown you know he had that one year i think that was his rookie year he tore his acl right at the beginning of the year but since then he's shown shown durability i think he's gonna have a great year i don't know about the vikings as a whole, but him in particular, I think is going to go off. Yeah. Vikings are a super inconsistent team, but yeah, I have cook a little higher. Um, but yeah, all the things you said, he's he, ta- pure, like talent wise. Like he, he's the w- one of the few running backs that not in like, not in his on the field skills, like, what he would be compared to but i look at him as similar vein to like a barry sanders but not in the sense of like the juking more so in the sense of like he is that offense and i know they have justin jefferson and Mm Thielen, but Mm -hmm. like dalvin cook does things that shouldn't be pot like he breaks off you know when there's a cluster of defenders he somehow gets out of that somehow breaks tackles all the yards he has is produced from him you know, it's not like yeah. he had a great lane to run through or anything like that. Like, he earns all of his yards. So, I think in that he aspect. He passes the eye test, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Just, he's Absolutely. just a pure, like, gets gets down the field guy. Like, no one's going to stop him. 
So, but I I'm not not upset with four because I like I said he's he's in my top five somewhere. But <coughs> Tim, what do we got at number four then, Dakota? Okay, getting right into it. Um, I have or... no, no. I mean, like I said, I don't want. I want to save okay. it for a little bit. I mean, this is the thing. We're all. I feel like our top five is gonna be very similar. I just want to hold myself until I have my moment. You know, I, I can't rip them because I think it's a good. You know, and I can't hate Dalvin Cook in four. Fair, fair. Um, so this was a guy I had kind of all over my list. Um, I had him, I think, at three or two at one point, and then all the way back at like six, and then I settled on number four. Um, had a his best statistical year this past year, uh, almost 1,700 yards from scrimmage, uh, a massive 16 touchdowns. Um, rushing yards, I mean, they're not nothing to, like, cry home about, but 900 yards is pretty good for him, 5.0 average. Very good for a guy who gets almost as many receiving looks. I have Alvin Kamara at number four. Um, okay. I just looked at the other running backs I had ahead and felt like they, while they're not as versatile as Alvin Kamara, I think they're more, they're a better pure runner back, pure running backs, even the one guy who's very similar to him. Um, but I, I'll give Kamara his dues. I, I think I shit on him pretty badly last year, uh, probably because I had him on fantasy the year before, and he was not good. He was super <laughs> inconsistent. Um, and then this year, he was just phenomenal. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. he had not. It's I mean, kind of hard had, to shit on. <laughs> he had 21 total touchdowns. I should have said, yeah, because he had five receiving, 16 rushing. So he's he's a monster. I think people. It, it's interesting what people think now that Drew Brees is gone because um, apparently Drew Brees is like the statistical leader for most like highest quarterback to ever. I don't remember what the wording of, but basically, like he was the quarterback to target running backs the most in NFL history uh, in like a season. Um, okay. Yeah. So Kamara, like he got a lot of touches, which translates to a lot of yards, but he's a really strong player. One of the most exciting players up there with like, you know, Tyree kill and stuff like that to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. He's just really, really fast, really good. He has pretty good vision too. I, I didn't know if he was going to be a good pure runner. Um, and I think what my issue was with him not to go on a, you know, twenty-page essay here, but uh, oh, go ahead. You're you're already on your way. But I think I I was kind of bringing him down when he was with Mark Ingram because I felt like they were kind of a duo where Ingram was the running back and then Kamara was a receiver playing running back. Um, but Kamara proved me wrong, man. He I've been wrong before, and he had, like I said, a hell of a season, and I think he's actually going to see more production now with presumably Jameis Winston at quarterback. Um, Cause I don't think they want him holding onto the ball. Like Drew Brees did, you know, getting all those dropbacks. So we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I know I said a lot that makes him sound like he should be like one or two, but I think number four is a good spot for him in my list. I actually, uh, my favorite thing of the whole thing was like where you said, Oh yeah. And I've shit on Alvin Kamara, the guy that puts up 21 total touchdowns and you still <laughs> find a way to shit on him the past season. That's, that's Dakota right there for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I do have Kamara a little higher. I, I'll leave it be till I get to him. My number four is actually the bit I can tell where you guys are going that we weren't thinking the same way. Cause my number four, he was, he, he was a guy who was tough. He was the toughest one on this list. 
because you know he was my number one last year, but uh, I, you know, he didn't even play last this past season, and I thought it'd be a disservice. It would be a disservice to the three guys I have ranked ahead of him who had incredible seasons to put him ahead of them. And I wanted to, and I thought the same thing with Chubb, but then I went back to one of my pillars of rankings is if I started my team with you and Chubb, we mentioned doesn't have to be that receiving threat. This guy is the receiving threat. So if I was starting my team, he's pretty close to the top of my list. Um, my optimism for next year is still fairly high. They have a horrible offense line and a pretty, we'll see what happens with Darnold, but uh, number four, I went with Christian McCaffrey. So obviously he was, you know, a thousand yards of receiving thousand yards rushing uh, two years ago. He got hurt this year, barely played. Yeah. Um, and he's still, you know, he was number one last year and I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue at all if either of you guys had him at number one, two or three or whatever, but I thought of more of a respect to the three guys ahead of him who had incredible seasons, but it's just the injuries with him. His offense line is trash, but I think Darnold is going to prove that, that uh, offense in general. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to be a little bit better because, yeah, listen, Carolina hasn't had much in terms of quarterbacks in a couple of years. So we'll see how the offensive line going. holds out. They, yeah, they, they, they re-signed Moten, but that's about the only like solid offensive line that I think they have. But the guy's such a lethal weapon. You're talking about a number one receiver on most teams and arguably the best running back in football. So when you're talking about that mixed in together, I know he's coming off the injured year, but he's way too good. And this is respect to him. He's a top five running back, even though he didn't even play last year pretty much. So I went with Christian McCaffrey number four. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I have I, – I can understand your logic that with him and Saquon not playing, that they should be behind players who proved what they can do this year. But I think some of his stats are an exception to make me have him a little higher. So Fair enough. Hey, listen, you both listen to guys that I, I have a little higher and it's more respect to them. They all three of the guys I have had of them had incredible years that deserve to be up in front of a guy that didn't even play pretty much last year. So Flory, let's get right into the top three, baby. Get a little exciting. What do you got? Well, you've created a lot of segues for me. My number three is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. What I do. McCaffrey. I do. Oh, look at him repping the Jersey. Well, he got into the fantasy championship two years ago. So I always buy the Jersey. I do. Nice enough. Um, I, it was him. My number two. I went back and forth with the reason he's number three is just because of the injuries, man. Last year he yeah. had the high ankle, the shoulder, and the quad. Mm. It's just tough because it's not too often that running backs get less injury prone throughout their years. I don't know if that's ever happened. Like, yeah, when you when you have these little nagging, it's not like he just tore his ACL once. These yeah. little nagging injuries start adding up. It's not good. But with that being said. In 2019, he had that thousand thousand season, which was just fucking ridiculous. I mean, he's like Marshall Falk, but even more explosive and quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have high faith in them. The Panthers suck. I don't have any yep. faith in Darnold, but I do have faith that he can dump the ball off to McCaffrey. So. I wouldn't say they suck, but they're not. The best uh, my, yeah, my expectations are a little limited. They suck. Way, yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's just call it how we see it on this podcast, okay. man. They suck. They're going to suck. I'm not a Panthers fan. I just. I don't have faith in the organization as a whole, and let alone the team, except for Christian McCaffrey. But mm. I think number three, you, I see what you're saying, Team Roll. It's hard to put him above people when he was hurt all last year. But the year before that, I mean, he had a thousand yard rushing and receiving. So I'm gonna just say he had two thousand yard seasons. He played last year. He deserves number three. Like he, 
he's enough. A, he's another one of those freaks, mate. He's got great vision. Alvin Kamara, like you mentioned, had great vision. He has great vision. He's like a quicker version of Alvin Kamara and a better receiving back than Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is great. But yeah. Christian McCaffrey is just a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I have number three. I, I have no gripes. I Listen, I he, I still look at him as one of the best fundamentals in football. It was just more of the disservice to the three guys ahead of him who gave me strong reasons to push him right. But even McCaffrey, and you mentioned this with injuries, he's played 16 games all three seasons before this in his career. And this year he played three games in an injured season. He still put up six total touchdowns, which is just it, bonkers. ridiculous. I know. Bonkers. Yeah. This guy just in and out of the lineup. He's just getting rehabbed all the time. And still managed a way to put up six touchdowns. I could probably come up with a list of incredible football players that played nearly all season last year that didn't put up six t- total touchdowns. So I have no, I don't have any issue with McCaffrey being anywhere in the top four. Um, it's just, it's just last year and the, really the Panthers' optimism. He's going to be great, but you know, I think yeah. the other guys I have in front of him are in better situations and they had better season last year. So, Dakota, let's crack your top three. What do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, um, rolling right off what Flurry was saying, I had uh, Christian McCaffrey, number oh, three. Oh, okay. Oh, so we got we're all on the same page, pretty much. Yeah, we're all right. vibing. Yeah. yeah all right, vibing. I can dig that. We're vibing now. I got to stir the pot as usual. We got oh, we always got to make it. You'd love to, love to. Now, Tim, I know you're not that great at math, but that was a necessary shot. Have, but sure, go ahead. There, <laughs> The reason I have McCaffrey, who, like you said, only played in three games last year above Alvin Kamara is because in my eyes, Alvin Kamara had his best season last year. I think you would agree. And he had about a little over 1,600 yards from scrimmage. And like I said, I know you're not super good at math, but Christian McCaffrey had almost 2,400 Yards from scrimmage two years ago. Kamara had two thirds of the amount of total yards McCaffrey had, and McCaffrey had 19 touchdowns that year. And last year, when he only played in three games, he still had six touchdowns, still had 200 rushing yards, over 100 receiving yards. Like, even when he wasn't playing, he was getting numbers. Now, like Flurry said, I am a little worried because I mean, I've seen time after time players who have, like we were saying, those little nagging injuries that. I mean, I look at it, uh, I saw, I forget why he was on my Instagram the other day, but Jeremy Macklin popped up. He was a receiver that had, uh, towards the end of his career, so many stupid little injuries that he just retired early. Like, he couldn't finish out his career. Yeah. Remember Arian Foster, man? Yeah, Arian yeah. Foster, great example. You hate yeah. to see that, but I think McCaffrey is built strong enough. Like, he, he's like 0% body fat. Um, yeah, that's true. He's... He's built strong up and he rehabs super well from what I understand. So I'm confident he'll be good. Um, but it's definitely a little worrying that he did have so many different small injuries. And I mean, I've had a high ankle sprain before and that shit doesn't go away unless you let that heal completely. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just, I just look at, I mean, Kamara and McCaffrey are right there. Two of the, I would say the two best multi um, like dual threat running backs in the league. I just give a slight uh, edge to McCaffrey. I just think he's – if you need – he's able to put the team on his back more than Kamara is in my eyes because McCaffrey is that offense. And they have some good, you know, playmakers at receiver and stuff, but he is that offense. 
Uh, I, I mean, I, I'll agree with most of what you said, but your argument about the little injuries adding up with McCaffrey and to be worried about, I think is a thing. Alvin Kamara doesn't miss games. He hasn't missed any games and he is so durable. I'll get to him in a second because I feel like you're putting too much disrespect on this guy's name for no reason at all, but that's what you do. So I, I'll leave it as is. Get to my number three guy who had a hell of a season last year that um, I think Flurry already mentioned um, went for over 1500 yards. Now he is in that injury concern boat and for running backs, that is a problem. And he has had this injury concern his entire career. He's missed a lot of games his entire career um, since he entered the league and he nearly missed his entire rookie year. But I'm not going to ignore the fact that he played behind a garbage offensive line. Still managed to put up 16 rushing touchdowns. Yep. He's a versatile guy. Very versatile. He gives you that receiving element. He is the offense. I think when they brought in um, – oh, I don't hear – I'm blanking the guy's name, the offensive coordinator from the Vikings. He's a very run-first run um, coordinator. And you know I what? Think I, I think his, his correct stats. It's good to know. Oh, get out of my mind. Get out of here, man. <laughs> I don't know the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Kill me. Um, the guy the guy is the offense there. I think a lot of the passing game has grown from the from his availability and his dominance. I don't think Kirk Cousins is any superstar, but he throws to two studs his entire career, and he's got an awesome running game. That is the number one priority for that team. So Dalvin Cook is my number uh, three. Again, this comes to this is in the ratio where these top three guys had incredible years last year. And uh, I can't ignore the fact, you know, he went for almost 1,600 yards. He was second in the league in rushing yards. And I know Dakota brought up the ridiculous, nonsensical reasoning that, oh, this is a weird year. We're only this, you know, Jonathan Taylor, the third most rushing yards at 1,100 yards. That's weird. We so 1,600 yards. That's over 1,000. It is a weird year. Yeah, so I, I hope 1,600 or 15 and a half, 100 yards is an acceptable amount for you. So That's great. Um, he gives you that receiving element. He's a stud. He's just – it's the durability that worries me. And the fact that that offensive line is trash, and he, I expect it to continue to be trash, has me worried about his injury concerns. <laughs> um, so unlike the guys I had in front of him, who you could have already mentioned, uh, one of them, these guys, the guys I have in front of them don't get hurt and their production is incredible. So I'm a little more confident going forward with them. So that's why I, I have them ranked a little bit higher. Um, so Fair. let's get down to the final last two. Flurry, okay. what you got for me? Well, I got Alvin Kamara. Um, oh. I have Christian McCaffrey ahead of him, but again, the injuries concern me more of McCaffrey. Um, I think Flurry. Alvin Kamara... You come back whenever you want. You're an intelligent guy. You keep going. I just wanted to let you know that. I just wanted to let you know that. He, I love Kamara. I think he's awesome. Uh, I do think he's somewhat of a lesser version uh, of CMC. I don't think he can do all the things that Christian McCaffrey can do. But I think you mentioned this, Dakota. His, he's just fun to watch. Like his ability to run. Like it's, he reminds me of like an Eric Dickerson type runner. Like he's yeah. just enjoyable to watch. Uh, that Christmas game, especially when he had the six yep. touchdowns. Yep. The Christmas cleats, he got fined oh for him, but wore him anyway. God. Like I love that. Yeah. Okay, he's I, six not touchdowns. to interrupt you, but I just remember I just remember checking fantasy football that day. And yeah. I saw the stand, I saw the schedule for somebody else's game. And I was like, who the hell is putting up all these numbers? And I saw Alvin Kamara. He didn't he have like close to like a hundred fantasy points or something insane. Like it was something ridiculous. Yeah, probably, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was seven touchdowns, right? Wasn't it? Something it was six. Six. Yeah. yeah. Like what? 
That was crazy. I remember uh, Sean Payton that like, kept him in there. They were up by so much, and he put him back in uh, yeah, at the goal was, line. He, so he gets so disrespectful for that. <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. Was, I love it. It was like it was like Madden when you're trying to get all those tutties. Uh, when are you ever going to be in a position where your players going for six touchdowns? You keep them out there and you go for it. Sure. Facts. Sure. But uh, yeah, his vision. I think you mentioned that too, Dakota. His vision is amazing, mm-hmm. and his versatility. I mean, last year, nine hundred thirty-two rushing yards, seven hundred fifty receiving, sixteen rushing touchdowns, five receiving, five yards per rush. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, complete back. I think he's going to yeah. do awesome. Uh, the Saints. I mean, we'll see <laughs> without Breeze, but. Yeah. I think Kamara, he's going to be like the focal point. He's going to be like the Dalvin Cook of that team. So, yeah, I think he's he's poised for a big season. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I um, no, I mean, I don't really have any <clears throat> arguments for having him at two because I considered him at two as well at one point. And like I said, I just think <clears throat> the guy I have at two, and then I just like you said, I view McCaffrey as the better of those two. So I just gave him a slight nod. But yeah, his he definitely. Um, surprised me, proved me wrong. I didn't think he was going to be able to do this as a starting running back and put up all these numbers, but he's doing doing great work. Tim, who do you have at number uh, two? I'm assuming it's the same guy. It is It is the same guy. Me, me and Flurry know what we're doing. We have it together. Okay. Oh, so you know what? This is it together over here. <laughs> take this as the note. If you take an extra week to get stats together, you could have a correct top 10 because Flurry's been on point with most of his stuff. <laughs> no, see, my, my, top 10 I, uh, was, my top 10 was locked and loaded two weeks ago. I didn't need to make no changes. You probably should have made some changes. You but, probably uh, yeah. scribbled your whole thing like five minutes before we started and said, I just got to put some <laughs> yeah, players in order. Yeah. So my number two, as Flory already mentioned, he gave a great spiel about, is uh, Alvin Kamara as well. The guy is a stud as a receiver and a runner. He's durable too, which is, I mean, we the comparison with him is obviously Christian McCaffrey. They play in the same division. They're 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 you know receiving rushing nightmares. Probably you're probably looking at the two most versatile running backs when it comes to receiving and rushing since Marshall Falk, and they're playing together at the same exact time. Where uh, McCaffrey, I'll give him the I'll give him the slight edge because he's proved to do it on a team where he's the only the guy and there's not much talent around him. Where Kamara's been on a team with just constant talent all around him. But here's the thing: I know Drew Brees retired. I don't think Kamara's going to have any issues. Drew Brees, if you watch this season, didn't have it. Like he just didn't have it. I think Taysom Hill made up for a lot of the mistakes that Drew Brees was making. It was the fact that Sean Payne could sub in another quarterback at will or add another wrinkle to his offense to make it a little more difficult for the defense to adjust. Cause I really think Drew Brees had a bad year and did not look like Drew Brees who I think is going to suffer the most out of losing Drew Brees will probably be Michael Thomas. When you're talking about a guy who's, I think about to take over the offense, it's Alvin Kamara. When we talk about people, if I started my team right now and I want to run it back, I want Alvin Kamara. Probably. I, I mean, it'd be a hard argument to put him above anyone, anyone else above him. Bro, He's I'm a number it off to Alvin Kamara every play. He's a number one wide receiver for, I would say, 25 of the teams in the league. His stats receiving-wise, Hunt's got to put your hand on. <laughs> Mr. Mullins put in a clinic throw. His stats receiving-wise since he's gotten the league, four years in the league, he's never had less than 80 receptions per a season. That's just outlandish for a running back. He hit the ground running as a running back. He's a dual-threat weapon that we really – I think he gets disrespected because, you know, we were all on the hype train of Michael Thomas last year. We all love Drew Brees. I think Alvin Kamara, now that Drew Brees is out, is going to be the, the reliable option for Jameis, who loves to turn the, turn the ball over. So just give the ball to an incredible playmaker and just let him do it. 
Dude, 21 touchdowns last year. 21 total touchdowns. If you're putting up, if you succeed the 20 touchdown mark, I don't care what position, I don't care what year or what era or whatever you're doing. That's a hell of a stat right there. He, uh, we already mentioned the five yards per attempt as a rusher. He's, you know, been around that five yard mark every year of his career. He was four, six, four, seven the last two years. And his rookie year, he was six, one, which was the best in the league. Yeah. Guys in a, is just awesome. And I think he's going to get, not to say he's been disrespected, I think he's going to get more respected when you realize that he's going to continue doing this while Drew Brees is retired. He's just, he's a weapon. He's a guy you watch football. You just watch, you know, nothing about football. And you're like, that guy is better than everyone else. He's just, he does stuff that I, I don't see other guys doing. And he's an absolute weapon. And the other thing, and this is the, maybe this is the reason why I put him over McCaffrey and why I have him so high at number two. He doesn't miss games. He's missed maybe two, three games his four-year mm-hmm. career. He doesn't miss games. He's so shifty. He does not get that big hit on him. And he touches the ball constantly. You know, he's constantly running ball. He's over 150 carries pretty much every year. He gets over 80 receptions. He's had plenty of opportunities to get crushed, and he just doesn't happen. So I, I don't I'm listen, Dakota, you never surprise me. You always find a way to hate on someone for something, no matter who it is. So I'm not surprised that you have a little hate to throw at Alvin Kamara, but he has no reason to accept any hate. I got to bring us to Flavortown somehow. We got to get some spice in this, you know? Listen, I love Flavortown. That was a weird reference there. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, (laughs) I don't think that, that. (laughs) I don't think that hit. So Dakota, go ahead. Tell me who your number two is. Uh, Well, Mr. Mullen, I had my hand raised and you didn't call me. So I'm just going to call. Now I am. Okay. Um, I will say as a Michael Thomas fantasy owner last year. um, Trust me, we all know you yelled every week on the podcast about it. I own them too. It's all right. I feel your pain. (laughs) Alan Kamara is the best player on the Saints. Without a doubt. And that includes Drew Brees when he was healthy. And and I've admitted multiple times today that I disrespected him and I'm aware of it. And I, yeah, I think he's bona fide workers, workhorse for that team. Um, I just hope he continues to, to do that. I mean, I, I like, I like Latavius Murray as the backup. They're a good one, two punch, but it's like Alan Kamar is the clear running back there. So yeah, he's awesome. Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. You want to rank ahead of them? Fine. That's because they've proven to be the offense for their team. Kamara's had a ton of talent around him where he never actually had to be the offense this year, without a doubt. I think he's going to excel as being the offense. So he's the guy next year. We'll count at number one. Yeah. I, he's a favorite. If it wasn't for the, the sub, the subhuman we have at number one, who doesn't exist. So before before, we get there though, it's going to tell me, tell me number two. Yeah. Before we get there. So my number two, this honestly was the hardest one to put on my list like as far as what position I wanted him at. Um, because for me, and I'm sure you've picked up on this by now, I'm pretty big on injury concerns and um, across all positions. You know, it's your – what's the phrase we always use? Your availability is your best ability or something like that? Yeah, um, availability is the best ability. Yeah, something, something like that. Um, so, number two, I have Dalvin Cook. Um, okay. You take him fully healthy and he, fully healthy. There's three players in my eyes that are as just straight up running backs, the best in the biz. And it's, it's Henry, it's cook. And I would say Saquon, but I feel like he surprises people with 
the fact that he also is a very talented catching running back. Like, I don't think people yeah. realize that he's a dual threat. Like, they just see Dalvin Cook, like, oh, he runs people over. He's super strong, super fast. Like, he had, uh, th- I mean, he only had three, almost, you know, almost 400 receiving yards, but it comes out to a total of 1,900 yards from scrimmage last year. More than Mr. Kamara, who played in more games. Um, if you want to go down that route, he had, you know, uh, 756 receiving yards, which is almost double what Dalvin Cook got there, Mr. Dual Threat. And Dalvin Cook had 1,500 rushing yards, which is almost double Kamara's rushing yards. But they had the same to, amount of yards per carry. I'm just yeah. telling you why I have him higher. Um, he had 17 total touchdowns. Pretty damn. Six, I mean, 16 rushing. It's, you know, pretty wild. Uh, and he had him those throughout the season, not all in one game. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's, it's, I, it's tough. I don't have a problem with Kamara at two over Cook because of the injury concerns, but I'm just looking at it this way. Like, I'm even with injuries, you know, obviously his rookie season, he only played four games, but the last two games, last two, excuse me, last three seasons, he's still been able to play at least 11 games. So, it's not what you want. 11 games is not a lot. It's more than half. I would I would consider an injury season 11 games. All right. Well, you had four as rookie, 11 second year, then 14 and 14. So he's getting there. He's getting better. Um, so the minimum the minimum amount of games that Alvin Kamara has played in his entire career is the most that Dalvin Cook has played in a season in his entire career? Is that what you're telling me? I don't know, but Dalvin Cook's got far more yards than he does. Yeah. Yeah, well... Um, I, I don't know if you have anything else here, but I, I considering me and Flurry, can see me and Flurry both made the correct answer of having Kamara too. Yeah. Hearing your argument about Dalvin Cook makes me more confident in the fact that Alvin Kamara should be number two. I, look, look, I like I, Dalvin Cook, I really do. Alvin Kamara, this was an easy, easy. Dude, the top four, top four, top five are kind of interchangeable. Sorry, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. There. Hairs here, I, I, I agree. I don't want I to agree. talk down on Kamara because he's phenomenal. I'm just saying. All right. If we're gonna if we're gonna praise him so much for what he was able to do in 16 games and stay healthy and all that, but Dalvin Cook had way more total yards than him and almost he was only four touchdowns behind and played two less games. Like I blank slate, blank slate. Your team sure, is blank just slate. Dalvin Cook's gonna be average. a better player this year. I would rather slate. have Kamara though. Dude, I would rather start... have Kamara. I'd rather have so, I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think the injuries can... are definitely an issue, but. Fully healthy, both those players. I'm taking Cook. American be, you know, the workhorse, run between the tackles back and the receiving back. I mean, so can yeah. Cook if can. you're starting with just if you're starting a fresh team, I'm taking Kamara over Cook. Cook's yeah. a beast. Don't get me wrong. But. I, th- I think Kamara's going to have his opportunity to excel and be the offense like McCaffrey and Cook yeah. have already had. Now that Breeze is out, and I think Thomas is going to step back, and you're going to realize that Cook can catch the ball. That's cute. Alvin Kamara is the number one wide receiver on, I would say, 25 teams in the NFL right now. If you put him on any team, I would say there's seven teams that have a number one wide receiver that's better than Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't argue that. Do you think it'll be a workload issue if he's the number one guy getting, you know, all these touches? No. I'm more confident in Kamara withstanding injury than I am Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. I'm just saying, based on the workload that McCaffrey got, if we're saying Kamara's going to get that, 
I will see. I think I think he's a strong. He's you know. He's oh, he's had. A, I mean, so. com, there's, uh, he's in, he's shown me that he absolutely can handle it. And doesn't give me any reason not to think he can handle it. So uh, until that happens, I, I think he's going to be awesome this year, and he's going to make a run at number one. So we'll see what happens. But Flurry, I think this is going to be an anonymous, pretty easy selection. So I'll let you break the ice and give me your first spiel, and we'll uh, you know get the leftovers. But who is your number one running back? Should we should we Derek say it on the count of three? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Three, two, one, Derrick Henry. Okay. Encore. So no way. <laughs> oh, 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 this is awkward. Derek Henry. All right, Floyd, tell me something great about Derrick Henry. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy I took the least notes on, but offensive player of the year, 2,000 yards, 17 tutties, 5.4. This big motherfucker is running 5.4 <laughs> yards a clip, man. Yeah. That's like Jim Brown in his prime. He's like our generation's yep. Jim Brown. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah, I could say a thousand great things about Derrick Henry. I think he's gonna be the Russian king again this year, but I will say he can't last forever. I think he'll get close to 400 touches this season. Mm-hmm. I brought it up earlier, man. People start falling apart. Um, you know, one of the biggest examples I point out, like Larry Johnson. I remember he got like two back-to-back seasons, heavy workload. Fell off a cliff next season. Sean Alexander. It happened recently. Todd Gurley, Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Uh, even Le'Veon Bell. You work these guys and you run them into the ground. They're not going to be great. I think he's going to be great this year. But I don't know how long. I mean, he's a freak of nature. So who knows? He's not he's, human. We we don't know the medical he's, history he's, behind it. Figured him. out what planet he's from yet, or is that still? Like he's, we don't. No, he's just he's a species into... undiscovered, so we don't really yeah. know the medical history of to expect yeah. from him because we just don't know that species very well. Yeah, still, still my favorite. One of my favorite like NFL pictures is just him and Deion Lewis standing next to each other because it looks like it was, bring your son to work day. Because Deion Lewis yeah. looks like a child next to Derrick Henry. I mean, go back to what Flurry was already hitting on. Like he's played five years. He's never played a season where he hasn't appeared in at least fifteen games. He's so durable. He's so big. He's coming off back to back seasons. I'm sorry, back to back rushing titles. Back-to-back seasons with over 300 carries. You mentioned the 400 mark, which he hasn't hit. He came close to last year. Mm. But this guy's so big. And you know what? You watch him play, he doesn't get tired. Like, he gets better as the game goes on because then the defense starts getting tired. That's true. Absolutely. That's a running style that I can't fathom. Like, I I can't fathom how how he's going to make a career out of that where he's just going to brutalize defenders until they get tired of tackling him and he's just going to keep on dominating. But – He's got everything you could possibly want. I, I think you actually hit him right on the head, which I didn't even think about. He does remind me of this era as Jim Brown. Like, he's just an unstoppable running back. In an era where we have Camaras and McCaffreys who catch the ball and do this and do that, Henry just runs the ball, and he's dominant doing it. He's we're a nightmare to tackle. We're guaranteed one Ooh. highlight reel stiff arm a week from him. It's insane. Oh, oh God, dude, yeah. that stiff arm or Josh Norman is one of my favorite plays ever of all time. Yeah, that he got stiff arm since Josh Norman flying through the air. Literally threw him like a rag doll. Like it's insane. <laughs> it's hey, can crazy. we can we take a minute to like appreciate his tra- his trajectory? Like he went from his rookie year, 490 yards, then to 750, then to a thousand, then to 1500, then to 2000. So he's on pace for 2500 wow. rushing yards this year. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I think that's a projection. I <laughs> like he's nuts, and it's not like this is something new to him. So, uh, real quick, I just want to point out. Uh, so we had uh, Nick on last year in our running back rankings, and he pointed out this crazy stat about Derrick Henry. 
he had in a high school 12,000 rushing yards. His senior year, he had 55 touchdowns. Holy 153 in his high school career. Like, he's been doing this shit forever. (laughs) It's, it's, it makes me think you, he's not from you. Look at him. Do you want to tackle him? No. If I, 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 Tony and I need to see him in high school. I can guarantee I didn't want to tackle him when he was in high school either. Or, or middle school or Pop Warner or none of that flag. No. I forget. I, I, I think it was, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, geez, the corner for the Jaguars, UCF alum, just came from the Seahawks. UCF alum, uh, Griffin? Uh, yes, yes, Griffin, yes. So he was getting interviewed on NFL Network, um, about how he signed with the, you know, the Jaguars, talking about Urban, talking about Trevor Lawrence and all this. You know, he got a big money deal, you know, talking about the rebuild. And one of the questions they asked, like a national market, just to a random, you know, got big free agent to an ACM. One of the questions they asked is, what are your thoughts now that you're going to have to tackle Derrick Henry twice a year? And you're like, you know what? When you come, when you when you're interviewing corners for the Jacksonville Jaguars, then Derrick Henry was really no business to even mention in the interview. But when you're that dominant, that listen, you're in the AFC South. The first thing that pops in my head is now you have to tackle Derrick Henry. Mm. Like that's it. He's just he's something on everyone's mind. Like he's just wow. so dominant. Yeah. We talked about another rankings when we did Aaron Donald, Quentin Nelson. It's that little cluster of like, these are the, t- if we did top 10 players in the NFL, uh, we can, I'll nominate Derrick Henry with Quentin Nelson, and Aaron Donald. He's in there too. He oh, is, yeah, he is a dominant, dominant football player that other football players don't want to play against. He can take over the game, man. It's crazy. Like, like in a passing league, yeah. It's better as the game goes on because the defense gets tired. They don't feel like hitting that big body. No. Bucket. And he loves it. It's like he lives off. He's like, every time you punch me, I just get stronger. He's like, I, <laughs> You know, he's, he's like Kirby from uh, Smash Bros. He just takes in your power and energy and just dishes it out to you <laughs> 10 times stronger. Absolutely. Never thought we'd have a he's Smash a Bros. force. Bro, but I'll take it. And listen, you know what? You go over 2,000 yards. That is something. And now it's more of a passing sure. league. It's going to be more of a rare. I mean, I think he's the seventh guy to do it. Um, that is going to be something that's going to become more rare and rare as he comes more of a passing league. And if I, if I was going to bet on the next guy to do it, I have no reason not to bet against him doing it again. That's what year. makes it more impressive is this day and age when it's all passing. This guy rushed for 2,000 yards last year. You build your offense around point. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm I, excited I, to see what happens with Julio and A.J. Brown there, uh, but it's Derrick Henry's team. And, Dakota, I know we all you know, were gushing over Derrick Henry and didn't you let you speak, so I'll let you have your moment here. No, I mean, I think you guys uh, did on the now. I mean, the, to me, the fact that he's 6'3", 247 pounds and and every and like almost all of the seasons he's had at least one run over 75 plus yards like last year he had a 94 yard run two years ago he had a 99 yard imagine that man running 99 yards. i'm not even gonna try and catch him like if you try to tackle him that's just like a moving truck you can't stop it like, he's a refrigerator just he's a refrigerator with a, a football that's what a he is semi truck on steroids Dude, he's got breakaway speed too man he's Which not is nuts it's he's he's marvelous he hits some of those holes and you just know like he's going the distance because you know not a single one of those corners or safeties want anything to do with that no and i do i thought he was a bust after his like first two years i was like this guy sucks i, I wouldn't I, say yeah. bust, after but his, yeah i i definitely we were waiting because that's when like the whole demarco murray thing when he went to the titans after yeah. the Eagles, and we're like oh they're gonna split carries we'll see how you know how he henry does and then but like I said, with the trajectory thing, like he just fucking took off. He's like, all right, I'm going to start running the show here. Yeah. 
Yeah, when it when it comes to power running, he's giving you. We said Jim Brown. He's Earl Campbell. Jim Brown. He is that power runner. Which you Absolutely. know what? He's he's playing. He plays a game that is fifty years you know in the past. But you know what? It's dominant in this uh, NFL too because he's just unstoppable. Off the rip, does anyone know what the highest NFL uh, total for a season is for yards per game? Because he had hundred and twenty six yards a game last year. I feel like that's got to be up there. <laughs> That's up there. I know Barry Sanders had a crazy good season. Yeah, when you're averaging over 100 yards per game, you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very I who wait, who won MVP this past year? Was it Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks expect you can have these freezing cold idiotic opinions and then not even know who won the MVP last year. Some people are gonna start to realize that you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I, I it was a question to you, and then I answered the question myself. Because I said Aaron Rodgers before you spoke, so Henry was offensive player of the year, but as a running back, that's he should that's no, impressive. Yeah, he, I mean, Rodgers had a hell of a oh, season. I, but. Listen, we gave if I'm correct, we gave AP the MVP after he went over two thousand yards. I don't see any reason not to give it to Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't really have much to add on him. He's just a. I mean, Tim, you like to use the word amazing a lot in these episodes, but I think the word amazing does him a disservice. He's beyond that. He's just. There are no words. Species of human we haven't discovered yeah. yet. We yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a still brand new species of nuts. <laughs> Just out, out. Just incredible. But yeah, I think that's uh I mean, I liked we had a little bit of a little bit of arguments with our Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, but for the most part, I think we there weren't really any outliers. Like we all had pretty much the same players, just in a different order. Well, me and Flurry did. You had Jonathan Taylor not even in your honorable mentions, and you cannot excuse that. I did have. I, I had. Bad, a, I had a, that David was pretty bad. David Montgomery. Yeah, David Montgomery, who didn't even come close to sniffing the mm-hmm. stats that Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor was putting out. This Honestly, actually, I said AJ Dillon by accident, so yeah, I guess I was pretty disrespectful to Jonathan. That Taylor. was just more proof that you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Uh, but no, Flurry, it was an absolute delight. Yeah. Appreciate having yeah. you on. Oh, was it the delight? Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, he was on my page. You know, he's a smart guy. We give him an extra week of research, and you know, he'll figure some things out. And if we would have given him research, three weeks, he would have probably it, had um, closer to my list. But no, <laughs> no, I amnesia him for three weeks. Maybe he would fall back to that uh, okay. that outlier. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. But, right, uh, good list. Good. Uh, good stats. So, uh, Derrick Henry, far and away the number one running back in the NFL. So. One yeah, thing we could agree on, no, at least. No doubt. Well, it was a great talk. I appreciate doing right, it, Flory. You're welcome back yeah, whenever. It was a lot of fun, Thanks man. for coming on. Yeah, man. You did a good job. I liked yeah, I appreciate it. it. You got a so, good job from I, Mr. Maughan. Doesn't that make you feel good? It does, <laughs> could have still waiting That's for a good I'm job. We've, yeah. I'm still, my hand is still done, raised. Just don't ever call it on me. Yeah, <laughs> we're class is over. Class is over. <laughs> All right. Catch All right, y'all guys. later. All right, peace, boys. Peace, peace out, everyone.